Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. You can find more relationship insights at focusonthefamily.com slash marriage podcast. Money seems to be a hot button topic in most marriages. Well, who's good with money? Who's bad with it? And you just and all that stuff. There's a lot of drama. I'm John Fuller along with my co-host Greg Smalley. And Greg, there are often moments of miscommunication regarding money. Oh, there is in my marriage. So maybe Aaron and I are unique. I remember when we were first married, someone, I think at our wedding, gave us some cash. It was probably a couple hundred dollars, yeah. which as graduate students, we had nothing. So that was, man, a large amount. And so I simply took a $100 bill, gave it to Aaron. I kept the other with the expectation, man, you go do whatever you want with yours. I'm going to spend it however I want. That created such conflict because my sweet wife... Her expectation was that she wanted to talk through every purchase. And I wanted the freedom to go, hey, you spend your hundred, I'll spend my hundred. And that really created a challenge that, that took us some time to really mm. work through. Well, we're coming off the Christmas season here. And um, my wife and I have this annual routine where we, we're doing what everybody else does. We're scrambling at the last minute. Right. And I usually overbuy. And and then I'm thinking, well, we can always take it back. So I and, expect and, a and good she's present. always no. We already have the two things, so don't buy any more. And why <laughs> would we want that? Take it back. So we have these kind of back and forths, but um, it, it fortunately never gets to be anything serious because she is really a penny pincher, and at heart, I am too. Well, we're going to listen to Tommy Brown now. He wrote a great book about the different ways people manage money. It's called the Seven Money Types. And uh, as you listen, try to figure out who you are and who your spouse is, what types you are. And uh, here is Tommy Brown talking to Jim Daly and me. One of your goals is to help people not feel guilty around this area of money. And we do. I mean, there is a lot of guilt that comes down on, do you have a budget? Yes, I do. It's almost like, did you make it to the prom? That's right. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, Yeah. we've got a budget. Uh, But it's important. And how you manage money says a lot about who you are and your responsibility and even your trust in God, right? And Mm -hmm. what you do with that money. Mm -hmm. But you did take a unique approach to this. And that's one of the reasons we wanted to have you on because uh, you have kind of applied these biblical characters to it. And we're going to get to the definition of that in a minute. But what do you think is the key to financial well-being? I want to align my deepest joy, my deepest desires, the things that are in my heart that nobody has to explain to me. I want to align those things with the way that I use money. And so money is one of those natural expressions of the things that are going on on the inside of us. And so there's a reason that Jesus talked so much. Some would say more about money than love or hell or any other topic. And that's because those two are connected. So where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And I want to be able to align the desires of my heart, what I love, the things that I'm passionate about, and to be able to uh, use money to express those things. Now, back to the first point about the guilt that we carry in this area. What do you hear from people? I mean, you've written this great book. What do people say about that guilt? Money is one of those things to where it's a very uh, tangible um, indicator in our culture of how successful that you are. And I hear people say things all the time, like, I'm just bad with money. Well, you start any sentence with the words, I'm just bad, fill in the blank. 
Right. You have cut yourself off from growth. You've positioned yourself as a person who is going to be inferior, that lacks agency, that lacks the ability to change. And so generally in a relationship, even you'll have one person who's quote unquote good with money. And then the other person who has to do what that other good person says with money. And I want to There's knock- probably some wisdom in that. Yeah, don't you there, think? there is some wisdom, uh, but I don't want people to think I'm just bad with money because it's often a cop out and an excuse mm-hmm. to not grow. And it, it's not rocket science. We can become better and we can learn to use money in a way that is uh, congruent with the way that God's designed us. And so I want to knock off that shame and say there's not just one good way to think and feel and therefore act financially. I want to say that there's actually seven ways that God has created us in his image in order to use finance. Well, let's get to it. Um, What is a money type? So a money type is going to be my inclination. It's going to be the way that I think the way that I feel, the way that I relate to money. So I wouldn't go so far as to say it's your financial personality type. That's a whole different area of science that I'm not going to go into. I'm not a scientist. Uh, I'm a trained pastor. But for me, uh, your money type is your most natural inclination. What are your habits? What are your thoughts? What are your emotions? What are your desires? Because when you understand why you do what you do, Mm -hmm. you can actually change what you do. Mm. Let's hit those seven types that you've pulled from the scripture, which I think it's a great hook for people to be able to identify. In fact, in your book, you have a little test or survey that you can take. I did it. Assessment, I think. Assessment. Okay, whatever word I'm not saying. But uh, it gives you an idea of your money type and then how to apply it. So let's go through the seven quickly. Just name them quickly, and we'll come back and go through them. Mm -hmm. So the first is the Abraham type, and that's all about hospitality. The second is the Isaac type. They love to use money in ways that are disciplined. Uh, Jacob is beauty. Joseph is connection. Moses is endurance or order. Aaron is humility. And David is leadership. Huh. And those are all good. And it, it, all good. It, what's really yeah. good about them is that there's some flexibility. That's right. Because it does seem to be more like a switch, on or off. You're either good with money or, like you said, bad with money. Right. But in this spectrum of money management, you allow people to be uh, you know, somewhat personality-driven when it comes to their money. That's right. So God created us in his own image. And the command was really twofold, be fruitful and multiply. Okay, we understand that. But then take care of this place, steward this place. And so money has come to be that tangible, most natural way that we can express what it means to be made in God's image. So what if the way that we're naturally relating to money, what if our money type is flowing out of an attribute or an aspect of God's image? At that point in time, things like good and bad go out the window because there is no bad inside of God. Yeah. So your money type is something that God has given you. The only thing in that regard, though, is that any money type can get into trouble. Sure. Because I'm just Absolutely. sitting here thinking, if you got more going out than you got coming in, 100%. you got a problem. Absolutely. <laughs> so Regardless the, of your personality. Yeah, understanding your money type <laughs> is not going to be the switch that's just like, okay, suddenly I have my financial household in order. You're going to have to budget. You're going to have to save. You're going to have to invest for your future. But what I want to do, there's a lot of people who have their budget in place, they're saving, and they're still anxious. They're still uh. fighting. There's greedy. I mean, that, so this is not about amounts. This is about awareness. Okay. And if I can gain a deeper awareness of why I do what I do and why my spouse, partner, loved one, boss, coworker, children, why they do what they do, that changes the game for me. As Tommy was saying, sometimes motivations are more important than actual amounts of money. And Greg, I'm just thinking... In most of marriage, motivations are more important than the actual details. What do you think? I agree because we so quickly jump to conclusions about why our spouse is doing something. So whether that's how they're spending money or or why they're late 
from work, why they didn't take out the trash as they, they promised. why they put something in that spot of the house or why they didn't finish that chore. Yeah. Unfortunately, within marriage, we usually get to a place that we are ascribing motivation. And probably, John, most of the time we're wrong. Hmm. Now, it's, it makes sense. We get hurt. We're frustrated. That builds up. Resentment. So it's I get why we jump to those negative conclusions. But it just, what it does is that when I prescribe a motivation to my wife, that becomes over time a very deeply held belief about her. Yeah. And if it's negative, that's all I'm going to see. So if I believe that that this is what Aaron does and why she does it, then I'm just going to notice that as evidence. I'm going to ignore anything that speaks against that. So part of how we fight that is just to give our spouse the benefit of the doubt. Instead of jumping to the conclusion about the motivation, we have to be willing to be wrong. The gift is assuming the best about our spouse, which is hard. And I know people are hearing this going, you have no idea the person I'm married to. I get it. But this is also a son or daughter of the Most High God. I mean, this is a person, probably their deepest core, a good person. Be willing to be wrong. Believe the best, but then go check that out. See, that that's the missing step. Often we jump to conclusions and we don't do anything. We just keep believing that, and that dictates our feelings and mm-hmm. actions. Be willing to go check it out. Aaron, okay, when you yelled at me this morning for not taking out the garbage because your daughter, <laughs> our daughter, was doing blah, 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 you know, I— Instead of assuming that that's just because that she's ungrateful and mm-hmm. doesn't appreciate what you do, instead of jumping to that conclusion, I can say, Aaron, what was going on for you when you yelled about the trash? Yeah. And then she might say, you know, she might give a great explanation to where I go, oh, man, that makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. And then we can, if, there, if we need to figure out a solution, we can do that in a way that feels good yeah. to both. But being willing to really go check it out. That can be a, a difference maker. Okay, so as you're talking, this is the T-shirt that I'm going to have to get made up and just wear. Probably I'm wrong. That's what you said. <laughs> Probably I'm wrong. <laughs> we we should assume that. I mean, yeah. why not? Start it's, there. This is the person you committed your life yeah. to. Why not assume the best? All right, so probably I'm wrong. Be sure to visit our website. We'll have a link for T-shirts and other stuff. Not not really on the T-shirts, but we'll have Tommy's money type assessment where you can find out where you and your spouse are. And, uh, of course, we have Tommy's book, The Seven Money Types, and we're going to send a copy of that to you, uh, a complimentary copy, when you make a generous donation of any amount to support the work of this podcast and focus on the family. We'll have the web address in the show notes. Now, next time, we'll continue the discussion. Uh, We'll learn more about Abraham and his money type. And for now, I'm John Fuller. On behalf of Greg Smalley and the entire team, thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. 